Today, for the first time on the podcast, we've got an eight-figure seller here who is completely opening up his brand and allows us to completely tear apart his listings and storefront and all of his activities that he does on Amazon so that we can learn from it. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitors listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool listing analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. So welcome to the show. This is your first time on the show, so what I always like to do is kind of like get your superhero origin story. Were you born and raised around this area, or where do you come from? Uh, yeah, I was born and raised around the Kearney Mesa area, so deep into San Diego. And then, over what, what the high school did you go to? I uh, went to two. Uh, I went to a, uh, a private school, Claremont Christian, and then uh, I switched over to uh, Madison. So, oh, Madison, yes, I know that. Yeah. We played them in basketball sometimes. Okay, cool, cool. And then, uh, did you go to college after that? Uh, yeah, I did. I did my first two years uh, up in the Bay Area, Marin uh, County, at a uh, college called Dominican University, and then I switched. Came back to San Diego, went to and finished at USD. So, so, so you like doing this two year and two year thing uh, throughout your scholastic career, huh? Uh, not even that, man. I, I like my first my first like big job was on the East Coast with Liz Claiborne. Um, so I stayed out there two years and I came back and uh, settled back in San Diego. Okay, all right. You as you were a Torero then, right? Yes, I was a Torero, and so all right, excellent, excellent. So, um, what was your major at or your second uh, year at USD? USC, uh, business emphasis, international trade. Okay. And is that, uh, upon graduation, is that what you uh, kind of got yourself into or what did you do? So the first company I worked with, um, was a, uh, candle manufacturer and yeah, I was, uh, doing some international customer service and then I was running the logistics after that. And then, um, totally something completely different. I got the opportunity to join Liz Claiborne and I ended up, um, part-time in their vendor managed inventory department and part-time in their business reengineering and then rolled full-time into their business reengineering department. So I was there for two years and did a variety of projects. Well, what, what does that mean? What does business, what did you say? Business reengineering? Business reengineering was a big term back in the uh, late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s. Um, you're basically looking at how to make your business efficient. Um, okay. Going through doing process breakdowns, looking at how you could um, just uh, collapse steps, tasks, um, running a lot of SOPs. Now, how did you get into, what was your first entry into the Amazon world? First entry to Amazon world, uh, funny enough is, um, uh, second company after I worked for coming back to San Diego, I stuck in the apparel industry. Then I ended up getting into book wholesale as a, as a buyer. Um, and, um, we were, uh, uh, this was back when Amazon was only books. And they did have some, you know, key strategic partnerships like Toys R Us and other ones that they ended up putting out of business. Um, but uh, my last probably six months, I I inherited into my um, into my buying responsibilities. Um, 
Amazon as a customer. We were as a wholesaler. But, uh, but on we the were, books, on the book side. On the, on the book side, we, yeah. So trying to figure out missed opportunities and other things, making sure we're buying accordingly. So I was getting there. Um, they, when I took over, they gave me their, um, the, the missed opportunities feed. Um, so I was just, it was amazing. Just like the sheer amount of volume of books they were looking for. Um, huh. and so that always stuck with me. Now, what is, uh, you know, just fast forward to the end, like, uh, what, what did you guys end, um, like last year in sales? You know, I, I can just see in helium 10, just the first page of your storefront, you know, looks like there's about, you know, two, $3 million worth of worth of sales there on the first uh, page. And you've got like, you know, pages and pages more products. So around where, where, where you guys, what, what kind of revenue are you guys doing a year? We did almost 13. We'll do somewhere between 15 and 16 this year. Okay. All right. So a million to be. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, like what, what, what was it when you started, when you got there? This three million change. So okay. it's been a great, it's been a great journey. I mean, there's, I mean, it's been this crazy journey, crazy experiences. I mean, Amazon is always evolving, always changing, never stays stag- you know, stagnant. So it's been. T- tell me a little about the brand though. Like, like, <clears throat> is this, you know, I, I'm, you know, I know who, uh, you know, some major brands are, but when you, was this a brand that uh, is, is in brick and mortar a lot? Is it purely an online brand? No, we're, we're a mix. So we, we do uh, D2C through our own website. We're in brick and mortar, uh, Target, Walmart, um, Sprouts, since you're in the area, um, and some other um, regional grocery chains. Um, and uh, we're on Amazon, Amazon Canada, Walmart USA, um, as a three P seller in addition as a one P. Um, and yeah, and we're, I see you have a climate. What, what did you have to use to apply to get climate pledge uh, friendly here? I didn't have to apply for anything. It was by the nature of our package design. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Amazon, uh, how we, um, package things, smoothing on our ground, um, how we package our ground coffee and the, the compact size, the weight and the dimensions. Um, okay. it, it just automatically gave it to us. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. Yeah. Badges, badges are badges. They catch yeah, attention. I, I, I like those. I, I also noticed just here that you utilize, um, 20% off coupons on a lot of your things. So like, uh, I'm assuming you've tested a lot of different things, discounts and coupons yeah. and, and things and, and this green tw- thing and the, tr- this 20% number seems to, to perform best for you or it does, um, kind of the you know, hopefully none of my competitors are listening to this, but I mean, we get a 20% conversion on a 20% and that's kind of the math on it. Um, we've, we've tried lower and it doesn't, it, it, the conversion doesn't pencil out. Hmm. Okay. So, and so this is like an evergreen thing you kind of have on, on it, most of your it, SKUs. Huh? It, it's an, yeah, it's an evergreen thing. Um, I call it the drug because we can't get off of it. Um, slowly trying to whittle, whittle down. I don't, um, we've, on some things we've, we've slowly removed, but for the majority, yeah. You know, we're, we're up for everyone who doesn't know Vitacup, we're a functional coffee. Um, we're, we're, our in functional means that we've infused our, our product with vitamins and superfoods to give you something a little bit more. Um, so we're, we're a premium product within the, uh, coffee ecosystem. And so we need to entice the consumer for trial and that's what the 20% does. Um, okay. we're consumable, we're a consumable product. So we're, we're always trying to build a flow of, of people coming in and moving them from trial to subscribe and save. 
um, because as a consumable product, that's where they're really the, the, the money is yes. and how you make yourself profitable. Yep. Talk to me about your um, launch strategy. You know, as an established brand and, and you've got so many SKUs and so many customers on subscribe and save, um, like, do you... Do you promote uh, to an off Amazon audience? Like, hey guys, we, we just launched on Amazon. Um, are, are you just doing launch like a regular Amazon seller who's starting from scratch? You know, like, you know, doing some discounted PPC or or since you're such a strong brand, uh, are you just able to, to launch at regular price and, and nothing, you know, no special campaigns and, and you can get to page one for the keywords that, that you, you need to? You know, um, what I'm going to say is, is thank goodness for the, the honeymoon period you get on launch. Mm-hmm. Um, I yep. mean, if you start, I mean, it's kind of a loaded question, even for an established sure. brand within that has relevancy within the space, which in which you're always launching to, if you start looking at how many paid spots versus organic spots within a organic, your organic search, yes, you have, you have to have a PPC strategy there. There it, it's, you're not going to succeed even with that honeymoon period, because the honeymoon period is going to push you up in organic ranking, you might in your first page, but start breaking down the, the rows. You got sponsored brand, then you got the first four, first four rows of of the supposedly search results are all paid, and then the fifth one is organic, and then below that you have more paid, and then you have highly featured, which is all paid to paid to play, and then so really it's like when you get that fifth and sixth rows, that's when you start getting organic search, but how many people really scroll down there? So yes, we, we launch with um, a very um, strategic PPC strategy, knowing what keywords that we want to target on. We bake those keywords into the listings, title, bullet points, A plus content. Um, Looks like you have re- premium A plus content. Um, yes. So amazing. yeah. So I don't know if the offer is still going on, but um, we, we saw that, um, the, uh, if you, uh, applied the brand story to all of your products, it unlocked a plus content for you. Um, and we took advantage of that. Um, and I really love it because there's different components, video and other stuff that you can get. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realize, uh, I mean, that, that's how I figured this was premium because I was like, wait a minute, I, I, I don't remember videos being an a plus regular a plus content being a thing. Wait, wait there we go. It, yeah. Oh, wow. And what I have to say is you really want the, the premium A plus content um, because it really then goes back down to the how the consumer is searching for product. And it's not desktop. The majority of searches are going through um, through mobile. And if you look at that, I'm not 100% happy of how the layout is. But if you take mm-hmm. that look, that same layout on mobile device is so much. The experience is really great. Mm, uh, interesting. And and yeah, so and that's what you want, you know. We've been we've been optimizing our search experience for mobile for probably the last three years. We had a gut before they released the data that you get get out of uh, business reports on what the percentage of of, of experience was uh, via mobile via desktop, and it's been like and so as Amazon's releasing this stuff to catch up to that, we've been trying to take advantage of it. Okay, um, I'm just like trying to break. You know, it's, it's rare that you. Know, we have bigger companies on here who they, they don't care about competition because it's like people, you know, there's not going to be somebody who's like, hey, l- let me go ahead and start a thirteen million dollar uh, tea and coffee pod brand, so you have nothing to fear here. But yeah. I like to take advantage that you you're opening your brand here. So I'm just I just want to get behind your some of your strategies. So we talked a little about your 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 coupon strategy <coughs> here. Um, 
you've got great images and and videos and things. So are you doing these in-house? Are you outsourcing uh, these we're assets? Doing it, we're doing it in-house. I mean, I am I'm very blessed. So got to go back to the founding of, of Vitacup. Vitacup was founded by our CEO, Brandon Fishman. Brandon Fishman before this owned one of the largest, it was 150 employee internet marketing agency in California. He incubated this company, Vitacup, out of that company, sold the other company off and focused on this uh, 100%. Coming over with them was the head creative director of that digital marketing agency. So I have my my head creative, Irene at Vitacup, um, who's just a rock star, is a 100% digital marketing um, experience. And so I get... I'm just very fortunate. Like we get a deep discussions on like what we should do for, for ads. And then, and then on the flip side, I'll tell you, like I have her, she's so in tune with it. Like we can always, you know, we have this philosophy. You can always do better. She's like, Hey, you know what? Can we, can we throw up in a ma- managed by experiments or can we run an AB test on, on creative? Like w- let's try something new. You know, everything's always continually in flux and changing. And like, what can we do just to eke out a couple more conversion points? Mm-hmm. So, so like, I mean, video editing, everything's in house. Everything's in house. I think some of that we might, um, uh, I think there's a couple services we might use for like video, uh, that we outsource, but, uh, layout direction is all done in house. Okay, cool. Here, here we go. Like, like I know, I know you're dialed into to Amazon and you have good connections in Amazon too. They, they don't get mad that you're using emojis in your bullet points. Like, uh, I, no, nobody's ever frowned on that. Let's not, let's not talk about that. I don't want them watching this. Like, we haven't been slapped yet. I, 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 I mean, anytime we do a, an upload, I know it, it gets flagged. Um, uh, oh, but, oh, when, when you upload it, there, there's like a, there's a message that that says, "Hey, little, what's up with these emojis?" Yeah, that's not compliant. Like. Oh. And I, well, but and it I'm still not, lets you do it, though, huh? It still lets me do it. Okay. I mean, I mean it's, to, to me, that's kind of like, um, like the thing. Like, if you're in a uh, category where you're selling white coffin shelves or something, for example, you know, it's really hard to see on a white background. So, so I've noticed that in those categories, like Amazon, kind of doesn't mind overall if you don't have complete white background. You know, where where yeah, where where it's kind of like you know what on in that case, it's like the worst that could happen is just they they give you a su- suppression, you have to fix it right away. But it's not like it's going to get your account suspended. So I wonder if this emoji thing might be might be similar to there, where yeah, it's technically not uh, not um, you know, compliant, but. Amazon knows that in some categories it actually performs better, you know, and so they're like, you know what, we'll we'll just let this slide unless somebody starts agree. putting a bunch of eggplant uh, emojis or something, you know, on yeah. here. But okay, so yeah, I really like the way you have your uh, bullet points set up here. I see that you're um, doing some defensive product display ads yep. potentially yep. Uh, over here. So yep. so how how do you know? Do you just like experiment with bids to see, hey, what what what's going to get you the the position, or or what do you do there? So we we have partnered and have been partnered for the last four years um, with an outside AI agency. I, but we have a very successful partnership, and their AI has has done us great service and growth over the years. Um, you know, I, I do recommend. There's there's only so much you can humanly test, um, especially when you're you're scaling at certain levels. Um, you know, I'd recommend to anyone to really check out um, an AI advertising partner. 
as a human, like trying to test all those placements, what's working, what's not, and then getting rid of the stuff that's not working, it's, it's not humanly possible. Um, yeah. At the scale we're working at, um, it's it's just too much. So, but it's been, it's it's been great. It's saved me a ton of time. All right. Next thing I see moving down the listing here, definitely using some virtual bundles. Like you haven't done them all, but like at least you have this slot here so that it, it's pushing you know some of the ads down. Uh, I like that strategy. Yeah. Like, so what, what what made you just do one here, like one but one bundle? So it depends. Like we some have all five slots. Some have okay. only one. It's, it's, we came, I came up with a matrix on how we were creating them. And I looked at visibility and which ones I started to align to that would make sense. Um, and then since then, on some of these, we're actually starting to create physical buttons, bundles, which we're doing through Fulfilled by Merchant. Um, and so we're peeling those off as a virtual bundle. But um, yeah, <clears throat> some of our, some of our top performing um, ASINs, they're going to, you're going to see five come across. Um, and, um, I, we've been doing that. I don't know what virtual bundles been around since been a couple years, at least. Yeah. A couple years. Yeah. yeah. We got, we, we were first introduced to it. I think either through Launchpad or SAS. Um, and we, um, yeah, immediately it like it, it's free advertising for yourself. Sure. You, you fill up another space. Um, we see great no revenue. cost per click or anything uh, on there. No. Um, and then some, we just have started to peel, um, on how we can do through FBM. Because then we can start writing a little more advertising a little bit. There's there's a little more strategic things we can do to push them that we know that that'll cause uh, more growth. Okay. Um, again, with the defensive ads, so like you do yep. defensive product targeting ads and you've got the entire row here of yep. um, of products with all your own brand. That's that's super cool. And Once again, and, once again I have to give credit to the AI. Um, they have a really yep. great methodology on that. To be able to you know ch check what what it takes to get there now, you know, you know obviously you're gonna have to you know bid very high. Uh, are you are you actually getting conversions in uh, virtual bundles in your defensive ads and things? And is it still worth it? Um, it's still you know, it's still worth it overall. Our our whole category we're in a very commoditized competitive space, um, and so and I I suspect that the uh, the CPC the bid amount on it is not that much for the virtual. Um, if you're okay. my competitor, please don't target it and inflate my cost. But yeah. I suspect it's it's not that much um, because we have all of them filled. Um, yeah. yeah. If you look at some other or higher performing listings, we have a good portion of them filled, but not all. Okay. Um, what is this? Um, you know, just for those who don't have this or don't know, like what what section is this? You know, people know about description, people know about yeah. A plus content, but the from the brand. Um, so, where can I go in Seller Central if I'm looking at this for the first time? And where can I you know, get this kind of cool widget? So that is what they call your brand story. And that's what unlocked all of our A-plus content um, during the promotional period. And I, if I remember correctly, when we put this together, um, you access it through your A-plus content um, section. Okay, cool. And it's, once again, it's another piece of content graphic in which you can fill up space, tell a great story. It's going to run across... Yeah all of yours. Um, I think graphic is important for engagement um, uh, with the end consumer. Uh, it, it allows one more touch point to keep them longer on your page um, from from breaking concentration and going trying to find something else. All right. Scrolling down here, we already looked at your premium or the, the top part of your premium plus content, you know, the cool video that you have there. Um, 
what you know since you have over a hundred products do you have a rhyme and reason as far as what you choose to be the one that you have under this like product grid here under your featured product section here at the bottom yeah that's a that's a great question um we actually put a lot of thought into that um, new product launches some of it's actually gut um but over time we actually update and refine these we we start looking under like what's frequently bought together mm-hmm. not just in what amazon's showing us but what we're we're pulling out and hashing through the order files and looking at what people bought together what makes sense what do we think that um in addition to that what do you think people are going to uh also has a high repeat rate that we want them to introduce them to. Um, so some of it's partly, uh, we know there's our affinity for it. We want to highlight something that we know that has used as an advertising spot um, to promote um, another another product that has a high repeat rate, which if mm-hmm. they bu- purchase, there's a higher propensity that they're going to re- repurchase it, which will lead them to SMS. Okay, excellent. I noticed this is in the... Um unique finds uh category so like how did how did you i don't get, know like, is that on purpose or no no idea okay. we <clears throat> yeah amazon bo- amazon okay. amazon bots we don't know why some things like that occur as long as sales All aren't right. going down we're okay yeah makes sense uh, inspiration from this brand so are, wait are these 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 are your amazon posts or these are, are, these these are, are from the these are our Amazon posts. Okay. So we're, um, we're, we're a very big believer in Amazon posts where we were, uh, uh, um, we were fortunate to be a beta tester on it. Um, mm-hmm. and so we embraced it early on. Um, we saw, well, you know, no idea where the posts actually get posted to. It was all random. It's still random. We still have no idea, but we really did see that. It was a great way to once again hit a touch point in which we can engage with the end consumer in a meaningful way, and um, we, you know, we we enjoy looking at how much we, we continue to grow on on followers, and we um, and so we know customers are actually ingesting the content. Now, now, how many of these are your you know own in house? I mean, some of these look like UGC, some some user generated content. We, here. we re- repurpose a lot of our UGC content for it. Um, there's okay. no, how reason. are you getting the UGC? Uh, we, um, I have a whole social, I have a s- small social media team. They engage with, um, we have some brand ambassadors, um, and some influencers. Um, and so we have rights to it. And then we also have some rights through some other programs we participate that they, we participate in that we get the UGC content. Um, and then there's just stuff that we've, uh, probably requested that um, we have rights to so but we, you know having having engagement with um, brand ambassadors really helps on the UGC side okay uh, uh, have you done the um, what is it called again you know not now that you know, Amazon post came first but then you allowed you know Amazon post allowed you to get brand followers and things and then um, isn't there a new thing I forgot what it's called offhand but well, now you can reach out to those brand followers so customer oh, engagement was, tool that, um, yeah that's yeah, the one yeah. So, yeah, and that was, um, yeah, we've, we've participating in that since day one. I love it. Absolutely love, love it. Um, if anyone wants to really, uh, stay engaged with a brand they're, they're they really love on, um, Amazon, go and click follow. Um, 
please go and follow Vitacup and go to our brand store and on Amazon and, and click that little follow button. We will send out a weekly email. Um, it'll be highly graphic. It'll contain two graphic images. Um, and we utilize it to, to not just hit our brand followers, but um, they rolled out. They rolled out, uh, when was the H10 sale and scale? Uh, around event? September of last so, year. So around September of last year, they rolled out um, three new uh, product groups uh, that you can launch to. And some of them are um, uh, over the last like 365, your people who've bought high repeat. And then there's another, I forget the other segmentation. And, and uh, two of them, maybe three, you can only hit every two weeks. Brand followers, you can hit every week. And so we rotate through it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, is there a call to action anywhere there that you're allowed to do, or is it mainly just kind of informational and keep keeping people engaged, which is what more the the tool what is. With, Yeah. So here's the thing. You can't have a call to action. Okay. Um, so you That's have to, be, so you have to be creative in your wording. Um, everyone, if you want to know how to be creative, go and follow me. I need more followers on, uh, and you'll and start, start reading on our, our, uh, our call to action. Um, but you can get creative on it. That makes it very terms of service compliant. You just have to think about your brand and you have to think about your product. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, I love it. Like there's everyone complains has been complaining. There's no way for me to reach out to my customers. There's no way for me to engage into it. It's a, it's very restrictive on what you can and can't do. Cause let's be honest, like over this course of a decade, two decades that Amazon's been there. I mean, people have sellers have abused, like there's a small, portion, but they have abused. So they've had to put rails on. And it's always been that way. I mean, from eBay, people, sellers were abusing to try and make a sale. And a lot sure. of that me- methodology has shifted over. So I, I get why Amazon's done a lot of stuff. I get why they have rails on it, it but it would be, um, I, I'm just hopeful they're going to start loosening more and more up as they gain a little more confidence in how sellers are utilizing their tool. Well, then, uh, for you then, you know, like obviously if there's a call to, you know, like, like let's say you're doing Amazon attribution, you're doing an off Amazon campaign, you could see the kind of impact it's going to have, you know, PPC, you can see the impact, you know, with Amazon posts and the engagements and stuff. Um, there's not per se uh, an ROI tool where you can see. So how, how are you gauging success and how are you gauging the the attention you need to give? Like you just said, you, you've got this weekly cadence now where you're sending this out, but like, how do you know that effort is worth it? Like what, what kind of metrics are you even looking at? So we look at like f- for a send day, especially on one of the bigger uh, engagement groups. We're like, did we see a spike in sales on the product that we're featuring in there? Is that, is, is there, or e- and any of it, is there, because we're always trying to test out different creative. Like, is there a creative, like it popped. Okay. What creative was it? Let's log that in. Next time we send that creative out, did it pop again? Is there certain creative types that the consumer is engaging more with. Um, Amazon posts, one of the metrics we always have looked at is just followers. How is our followers uh, group growing? Um, and the same we're doing with the live, Amazon live. Um, it's, it's you know, have we seen an above average normal um, growth in followers when we do an Amazon live? So there's, there's not these hardcore KPIs you can, can like ingest in and how successful it is. But, um, I think if you can grow your, who's, who's your consumer group on who's following you Mm -hmm. and you can track it. I think that's a good KPI because the broader the group, the more you're going to be able to retarget them in customer engagement. And the more people, you know, 
are going to see stuff about your brand. Okay. Are you in charge of your Walmart listings as well? Uh, yes. And we're, okay. we continue, we're continuing to go and try and refine that. Um, Good grief. You've beat. got like 7,000 reviews on one of your Walmart. Did you use that one thing where you can migrate reviews over or, or are these 7,000 actual Walmart reviews? No, we engaged with a couple different companies. Um, yeah. That are out the the ones space. that can, can take reviews and yeah. wouldn't so, it be nice if Amazon <laughs> offered that? It, it would it would be great. So yes, we're able to to port all of the mortar over. Um, yeah, we're still really trying. We're still young in the uh, in the Walmart's three piece space. Um, we're still really how's how sales on Walmart? You know, at the same you know thirteen million on Amazon. How about Walmart in that same time period? No, I'll I'll do a thousand dollars a day. You know, so we're looking at about thirty okay. k. But so it's it's not much. I I really like the way they're going. I really equate. You know, I, you know, history tends to repeat itself. Um, you know, I, fortunately I got to live in, live between the eBay to Amazon transition. And I really see that going on right now with Amazon and Walmart. Amazon's still going to retain major relevance. Unlike, I mean, eBay definitely has its niches. I still sell stuff, some collectibles, I'll flip collectibles on eBay. And I think it's a great platform for that and some other stuff. Um, but you know, Amazon came to all the sellers and was like, how dare eBay give you non-us customer support how ebay hates your sellers they abuse you and it was in the early days amazon was incredible you'd get, always get someone on the us on the phone you would it would like it would be easy to get through issues and you know now eBay, amazon's become what they scoffed at ebay you know there's yeah. only it, it in the online marketplace no one has really figured out how to really scale and manage that growth um, to to mass. And I think that's what we're going through now. And I think it's a, you know, it's interesting that we're seeing Walmart at this point in time really starting to scale up. Um, it, it almost feels very strategic. It almost feels like, you know, what Amazon did <clears throat> to eBay. And I think they're, they have a, a huge opportunity to have long-term growth. Um, and definitely we're starting to invest more time and energy into the Walmart side. All right. Um, going back to Amazon, I just noticed one of your listings here. Looks like it's got like 100 different variations here. So yeah, w- w- what's the thought process here? Because you, you you know that green tea that we were breaking down only has like two or three and a couple others, and I'm just looking like yeah. at a million variations here. So like, what was the thought process to have so many here as opposed to splitting some of these out? So part of the thought process is is um, we have we found. And as our catalog's grown, this has grown, like variating it together. People, if they click initially, and it also just like thought process and funneling them in. If someone clicks on our listing, they're in, like they're intrigued about a functional coffee. They're intrigued about finding some type of improvement that they can get through their day through their, their morning cup of coffee or afternoon cup of coffee, whether it be our genius blend or slim blend or our focus blend, you know, mm-hmm. um, each has different superfoods addressing different needs. Um, it allows them for discovery. They, they might click in on genius, but they might end up on focus blend, which is a, which is a mushroom, um, and coffee blend, or they might go towards our extra shot, which is a, uh, dark roast coffee with a shot of espresso in it, plus some B vitamins, which I'm drinking right now. Like it, like if you need to pick me up, that'll do it. It's, it's, it's my afternoon picking, pick me up for me. Um, and so it allows us, and, and then I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, like it gets us 
you know, you look at it, we have 20,000 reviews because of it aggregated together. Um, It gets us up higher on the BSR. Um, There is some visibility being in the um, uh, first page of of bestseller ranking. Um, People shop that, you know, the closer you can get to the top, the more, more draft you're going to get. So you're number 54 in single serve coffee, coffee capsule. This is where it comes in. Like most of us, or maybe I'm thinking from helium 10 standpoint, but from, from most, a lot of other sellers too, like didn't like when Amazon changed to give one single BSR for a whole variation, because then you can't really, you know, it's screwed. You know, it's screwed up. It's screwed up how you guys are scraping stuff. Like you're formulate on scraping, but like you're calculating off. Yeah. You, I, you, n- nobody can calculate, I um, know. you know, nobody can calculate, you know, overall, like, so, so the, but the number refers to, you know, the, the, the estimated sales is for everything now put together, but you know, without looking at reviews, you don't know which one is selling, but right. now all of a sudden, you know, you might not have had one skew that could, uh, crack the top 100 in a sub BSR or main BSR Correct. category, but now, now you're showing up. So now, but, but all these variations that you have on this one, um, do you also have standalone listings for like this flavor or, or something no. so that, no, it's, it's so the only way I can find this Vita cup extra shot coffee plus express espresso is in this variation family here. Uh, not necessarily. We're also running PPC against it. So in our, okay. so, or, so for search and, and we do rank an organic search for each individual one under keywords. So yeah, like, yeah. And then when it comes up, you're going to like going back to, you're going to see that 20% coupon. You're going to see the total number of reviews. So, and you're going to see a great image that clearly says what the product is. Um, our images are very strategic on how we design packaging for Amazon. Um, and yeah. Okay. Now, you know, this is just a bunch of stuff that I can see, you know, looking at your, your storefront and things, but what haven't we talked about? Like, what are some strategies, um, that you guys are utilizing that you think, you know, uh, a lot of sellers, you know, might not, might not be like, do you have any unique uh, things that you're doing that we haven't mentioned? We, I don't know. A lot of stuff. I mean, I can kind of go through some high level stuff that we, we do. And, and I think we really take a really hardcore approach is we've, We've maintained our data since 2017 when the company's uh, was created. So we really understand our uh, cohorts and how we grow it and making sure that the customers that we continue to add to it are repeating through that and the percentages is going. And then we really have been focused on understanding what our product repeat rates are. And then you, you can get into um, one of our big successes is striking a balance between short what I'd call short-term revenue versus long-term revenue. Um, you can have a, a, a product that is going to, the bids are cheap, has a lot of people searching for it. You can sell that thing all day long and you can find a lot of funnel, a lot of advertising money into it and you can have great short-term sales, but you're building no long-term, uh, long-term revenue because the repeat rates is much lower on it versus where you have a, a product where the repeat rate is phenomenal. Like people are, you, the odds are people are when they like most of the people are going to buy it. They're going to repeat it. Might be a small, it might be a slower mover, but you're then we're fine tuning our advertising um, to how our products perform and uh, on that basis, and then still balancing out. We need short term revenue um, to grow, and then from that it allows you to grow. You, you start putting the people in a funnel to get them into SNS and then SNS is just reoccurring re- revenue, easy money. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and then so, that so you are, are you taking 
you know, like, like most people in, in, you know, groceries and other categories like this, you, you take in a loss on your initial pay-per-click, but then un- completely fine with it because knowing that you're making it up uh, on the subscribe and save, or, or you're still even profitable on that first, that first touch. You know, um, I would say we are not profitable on new product launches. Um, mm-hmm. that's where we take the loss on, um, building that, that segment. But at the, this point when it's established product, even on the first click, um, we're, we're, we're profitable. Okay. Awesome. 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 All right. Uh, any, anything else that well, you can talk about that, you know, is um, beneficial for people? you know, I understand your business and, and the market in which you're operating. I, I live in, and we've talked about this, you and I offline's like, I live, live in product opportunity explorer. Um, and there's a, like, there's a lot of stuff I can garner from there. And there's a lot of stuff I, I bang between product opportunity explorer, looking at listings and pulling stuff in for the refinement through x-ray when I'm on, on those mm-hmm. competitor listings listings that they're identified and then stuff taking in and, and aggregating data through, um, through helium 10 when I'm looking at, uh, you know, the reverse ASIN lookup. Um, and it's, so product opportunity explorer, like looking for new potential flavors or, or things that people are, are looking for or what? Yeah. Looking, looking for innovation and, and also just the ecosystem can change over time, uh, on Amazon and just looking at what keywords are being searched. Is, is there a switch to that? I can tell you on some certain categories that we we've seen different keywords switch over the last, last year. And, um, you know, we were able to, to, to jump on that and, and launch some new, uh, advertising to specifically address that. Um, and also to then, excuse me, um, uh, to, to then further bake those into our, the back end of our listings on, on the search, the back end search terms and, and some, uh, meta places on, uh, a plus content and bullet points. I mean, it's, it's, I, you can continually improve like it's, it's, there's nothing about setting and forgetting it. Like you're, you have, you're always going to have competition out there. Who's going to try and be better than you. So you better be on your a game and try and be better than them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, favorite healing 10 tool. Uh, right now, x-ray Chrome extension. Awesome. It's, it's, I probably use it every day. Like I'm in product opportunity explorer every day. I'm looking at competitors. It's, it's, it's very tactical, functional, easy to use. You're right there. You just, you click on it. It pops up, you know, what I need to digest really quickly is something changing is something I'm wasn't figuring a keyword that they're, that they're probably on. Um, and it gives me, you know, understanding that gives me, I can go out and take immediate action and do something. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. All right. So last thing, like maybe, is there something that you think a lot of sellers are kind of like, um, maybe forgetting about or or they're trying you know because it's, it's too tedious or or it's just like seems like a no-brainer that um that you think people are might be leaving money on the table like is there something that you do with like just general reports that that has given you insight and actually made you take action on something that that you you probably think that 90 percent of the sellers out there aren't doing yeah I, you know i would say um the brand analytics report you got you got two you got the search query performance um yep. and you got the the catalog like search query performance uh, is great just to understand what you have relevancy on um for us functional coffee we actually saw some keywords in it that um we um that we really weren't addressing in a functional way we actually launched a product based off that um a, a couple of years ago 
Um, and then second was Cal performance like two days ago, boss and I were like, we had, we had some time and we on a regular basis, we'll go through and look at how can we, once again, how can we improve our performance? We went to Calic performance. We extracted out uh, a large number of weeks data and we to get a trend line on, on the click through rate to see, is there any, if we have products that have high repeat rates, but low click through rate, what can we do? Like, Let's review those products on their their images, their titles. Is a is a coupon right? Is yeah. is you know all those different things because if you can get someone to click in, um, it, it means a whole lot of world. You you have them, and then what you do with them on that real estate that you have on your product page, you need to convert them. So it's like half the battle is getting them to, is getting them to click in. So we were able to make some quick um, changes and some messaging. Um, we reallocated how some of the wording to make sure that some of the things we're trying to communicate were in probably in the first 72, 75 characters of the title. So that would pick up more on mobile. Um, so since that's where the majority of the shopping experience is, um, and you know, then we'll go back in about another two weeks and we'll take a look at, again on the CTR and, and see, did, did that, did, did that work out? Did the CTR go up? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. It's, it's, this has been cool to kind of, uh, you know, I don't think I, I've done something this deep, like as far as like going through the anatomy of somebody's account um, or somebody's listings like this. And in, in the last hopefully, four, hopefully uh, I don't get any calls so. from my I hope my boss doesn't get any calls from our, our board of directors. You gave too much information out. <laughs> nah, it's, it's good. I, I know you, you as much as he gave out, guys, uh, there, there's stuff that we can't even talk about, you know, that they do um, here that. So he's got he's got plenty up his sleeve. I'm sure they'll be they'll be fine. So this is this is kind of cool. Thanks for opening it up. And. And, you know, I know you've been offering to me. I just actually, while I was on this call, I shared it in my little group chat with my family, the link to your store, because they're, you know, that green tea uh, has intrigued me. And then you had a couple of other ones that I think we might want to try for whatever reason. I didn't realize that you guys had pods and the packs too. So I'm definitely going to yep. uh, try some of these products. Everybody else out there, Vitacup on Amazon, follow them and, and take advantage of that 20% discount that they've gotten all their products. Uh, support if a local uh, Helium 10 member here. And if you want a great deal, something we just got approval on yesterday, uh, April 25th, we're going to have a top deal um, and it's going to be minimum 30% off. And if people want to find you on the interwebs, uh, is LinkedIn the best place? That's going to be the probably the only place. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So so look uh, look up uh, or can, can you spell your last, uh, Jason, and then can you spell your last name? Sure. Uh, last name's uh, M-C-L-E-L-L-A is an Apple and is a Nancy. All right, Jason. Thank you okay. so much for joining. Um I'm going to be inviting you. I know you're not a leap member yet. We've been trying to get you to uh, see the light, but I might invite you to our next uh, workshop in uh, end of May. And so you can come check out what you've been missing out on. Ah, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay.